Welcome everybody to the Relaunch Podcast. And today's show, I feel like I need to bring my drums out. I need to like, you know, I, I might even be in the marching band at this point because I'm so excited about this guest. And I have been on his podcast and we had such an incredible conversation that I said, you got to come. You got it. We got to do this again. We can't let this party stop. And why is that for the women that are listening right now? You are going to gain a lot of insight into the other the other gender the other the other if you're a female the the male out there and if you're a male you will learn a lot about yourself <laughs> and i have a great person for you to go and talk to so today on the show i've got dr orist I'm going to try to say it right. Kamarnitsky. He perfect, is a, perfect. Hey, I did it. He is a 70 year old former periodontal regenerative surgeon who has reinvented, relaunched himself as a podcaster. The podcast is called Old Guy Talks to Me. And he this is where we're going to dive deep. He is a men's life coach, helping men identify, create, and maintain the life they want and get their masculinity back. Ooh, he knows men. He knows them very well and what they really want. Ready for this, ladies? They actually want more romance with their lover, more control over their career, and more physical strength back. Dr. Orris is married to his first and only wife. She is a powerful businesswoman and he is the father to two. And as he refers to them, his two bad ass daughters. Ha! Huh, love this. And I am so excited to, first off, hear all of the incredible things that you are doing with men. You're listening to The Relaunch Podcast, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, best-selling author, speaker, and transformational coach widely recognized in the worlds of neuropsychology and business launches, which cultivated the one and only 3HQ method, helping midlife women, yep, that's me too, rebuild a life of purpose, possibility, and inspiring business ventures. Each week, We'll be diving into the stories that brought upon the most inspirational relaunches while sharing the methods and the secrets that they learned along the way so that you too can have not just an ordinary relaunch, but an extraordinary relaunch. Dr. Oris, so good to see you. Thank you. I, uh, with that intro, I, I kind of felt like... Is there somebody else on this program? <laughs> <laughs> I think you did the same for me. And I'm like, I got to bring it. I got to bring my A game here because you are just so, um, I would say it's, it's infectious to talk to you and you have such unique and different perspectives. And I do love a great relaunch story. And this one is near and dear to my heart because you're doing 
for men, what I predominantly are doing for women as I see people come through, I do have men one-on-one clients, but here's the thing. What I love is that we're willing to take people where they are and relaunch them into the next best version of them, whatever it's going to be. But I want to talk to you about going from being a doctor, going from being a periodontal surgeon, and now in your, in your you know, own words, how is it being a men's coach and talking about sex and lifestyle and getting them to their next best version of themselves? Well, first of all, thank you, Hillary, for having me on, on your show. And it was, a, it was a pleasure and a blast having you on mine. That's a, it's a, it's a two-edged sword. Uh, when you are considering a transition, I think it's important for you to, to really understand what's going on in your, in your life at that point. There was a time that I was always a uh, early adapter of uh, technology and techniques. Uh, I mean, I was one of the first people probably in the nation to use a uh, plate-rich plasma for regenerative procedures in, in uh, 2000. And now, you know, every, everyone in any corner has got it. But I was always a, a, a you know, a early adapter, tip of spear kind of person on therapies and things like that. And I really had a passion for, for being the best version of myself that I could be as a, as a periodontist, as a paranormal regenerative surgeon. And then I realized that I no longer had that passion. I was no longer interested. And, you know, even at 80% of who I was, which I never got to that point, I was pretty damn good still. I mean, it was, was, I'm not, you know, I was, I had a very good reputation and, in my community, amongst the other surgeons and uh, amongst other people, and so I, I had, I was functioning at a high standard. But I realized that I really, the last thing I wanted to do was to go to another meeting, another dental meeting. That's when I realized that it was time for me to leave. Uh, and there was also some technology changes that were occurring. I mean, I could have kept up with them, but uh, we were making a, a big shift into a lot of computer, computerized tomography, which I'd done some. I've actually le- uh, even lectured on that. But I, I was there was a there was a big big change in terms of the the uh, technology that was occurring in, in dentistry. But Doctor Orris, you know, there's a lot of people that are out there right now that are doing something. They're doing what they were trained to do. They spent a lot of time getting to where they are today. And you said, you know, hey, you were still doing it. You were still completely capable of doing this job. Yeah. But yet you're like, okay, no, there's something more. How did you end up picking to go into men's coaching? Well, the, actually, the first thing was, was the podcasting. That's where it started. And uh, I am, by nature, an attention whore. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I never I, would have guessed that. I you guess. never would have guessed it. I, you know, I, I do not enter a room quietly. And Everyone, so, if you uh, could see him, I mean, honestly, he's 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 got a big presence to him. If you're watching yeah. this over on YouTube, if you're checking it out, yeah, yeah there's nothing there's nothing small about Doctor Oris. Yeah, and and it's kind of funny because like when when my my, my wife and I we network a lot because of what she does. She does a she's an M and A advisor and mm-hmm. uh, uh, she helps people sell their companies. And so when we go to a 
business meeting or whatever, we never hang together. We are busy working the room. And it's not, it's not like, you know, it's, it's not like we're there just like, to, you know, work in the room, but we're basically generally gregarious people. And so we enjoy meeting people. And so, so we, 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 we don't spend a lot of time doing that together. So I've always been kind of a, an outgoing person, an outgoing personality. You, you will definitely hear me. You'll probably hear me before you see me. And so uh, that was that, that, and I always have been a kind of a, a entertainer, even when I was lecturing on dental stuff. I was always entertaining and I was always the way I would be entertaining is I would say what people were thinking, but too afraid to say. <laughs> and, and so that was kind of way my, my way of connecting with the audience. Right. Uh, That's of, the you best know, it, way to do it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it is. It is because, you know, all a spade a spade. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, let, let me put it this way. I was, I was, I was, I was the last speaker at a two day dental meeting at five o'clock. Well, that's like one of those. I, rah, rah. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I and I and I and the first thing I got up and I said like, you know what? I want to thank you all for being here because uh, I know everybody's thinking about happy hour right now and the cocktail party is coming. That's so. That's so good. <laughs> and, and everybody like started laughing. I said, I said, but you know, thank you for for sticking around for my presentation. And uh, I hope you find some value with it. And then the, but the, I, you the, know what? The, I have to say something before you go on, because I don't want to, I don't want to miss asking you this. So you and your wife are in a room and you both are mingling on your own and you're talking to men. How do you open up about what you do? Well, I, I usually, I don't, I usually ask people what they do. Okay. And then, and then if they have any sort of self-awareness in about five to 10 minutes, they'll realize that they've been talking all about themselves for the last 10 minutes. And they ask me what I do. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, finally, the guy will be like, oh, by the way, Dr. Horace, what do you, what do you do? Like, and then how, how do you answer it? How do you answer Uh, that question? What do you do? I, I'm a a podcaster and my podcast is, uh, called Old Guy Talks to Me, and it's based out of self-interest. I deal with topics that are of interest to older guys and uh, and guys in general, actually, not just older older guys, but guys in general and those they love. I spent a lot of time in the anti-aging space. Uh, spent a lot of time there talking about testosterone, talking about uh, stem cells, peptides, all sorts of regenerative procedures. Uh, spent a lot of time in the relationship space, talk about sex, a lot. Mm-hmm. Talk about scotch. Talk about cigars. And, and, I'll have, <laughs> and then I'll then I'll have uh, uh, interesting people that do interesting things. Probably the most famous person I've had on my program uh, was a former uh, world champion, UFC champion, uh, Forrest Griffin. Yeah, I mean he's probably probably the most famous people. But I've had a lot of people on my program that have been on uh, Tim Ferriss and Joe Rogan, the world one of the world's top uh, uh, experts on uh, ketosis, uh, Dom DiGostino. Uh, and I had to, and I had to control my guests sometimes uh, because Dom talks, he, he was on a program with someone else who was a re- another really smart PhD woman. And, and they, they were, they started talking and it was like, they were talking Klingon. I, you know, I, I mean, I have a single, I have a, you know, I have a scientific background. I had no idea what they were talking about. They were just using big words that had like seven or eight syllables. Okay, they, they well, hold on, hold on. So let's use small words. And I know people are interested in, 
getting some key takeaways. And as a female, and I think that I mentioned this uh, to you before, is that I have crazy hobbies and every once in a while I do crazy, crazy, crazy things. And I decided at one point to go get my certification as a matchmaker because I felt felt it would really, after 20 years of coaching, I was like, you know what? I want people to start dating themselves because if we start there, we might actually get to the point where people start liking and loving themselves again. So I want to hear, because this is so fascinating, whether you, a woman out there right now is listening, whether she's married, whether she's single, Let's talk about middle-aged men and let's talk about testosterone. What's going on with men? What happens to men when they hit midlife? Okay. This is an interesting phenomenon. And I've said this before. I've been on testosterone optimization for over 25 years. Mm -hmm. I started when I was uh, in my early Mm forties and have continued on. So what happens is, and, and Hillary, this is actually a problem, a challenge that goes actually beyond middle age. And I'll, I'll get back a big uh, kind of kind of circle back to talk about young men. Uh, but as your testosterone goes down and. OK, let me backtrack here. Your doctor will tell you your lab values are normal. OK, well, normal isn't healthy. Okay, normal body mass in the United States is not healthy. So normal is not healthy. And the range, the, the ranges, uh, the lab companies have just actually recently dropped down the ranges where the, the top normal used to be 1100. Now it's got dropped down to 960 or something in that range. Mm-hmm. So, so the, 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 the levels, the normal levels are dropping. There's a thing called the male normative aging study huge study done in the Northeast that talks about testosterone, the generational decline of testosterone levels in men. So men had 30 years ago, had a lot more testosterone than they do today. Okay. But are you talking about, you said, is it an age? So men who let's say were 50 in the past Correct. would have had more testosterone than men today. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, they say about 50, about 50, about 15% more. less testosterone. Okay. Well, so, so what does, let's just back up for a second. What does testosterone for a man, what does it do for him? And again, I have so many questions, so don't go too deep. Give me that like simple answer so I can keep going because I need to talk sex. I need to talk about all of the things that I know my (laughs) listeners want to hear. Okay. So, so the first thing, the first thing is that, uh, it is, it, it really helps you with your mood. Mm-hmm. It, for me, it's a powerful antidepressant. I was in New Zealand for three weeks with my youngest daughter. On her, uh, we did a kind of, uh, with both my daughters, I did a, a father-daughter trip. One, the oldest one I took to Iceland and the other one went to New Zealand. And I did not want to go across an international border with testosterone. My wife picked it up within 10 days that I was off my testosterone in, in terms of my mm-hmm. attitude. Really? Uh, yeah. So that that's one thing is that, you know, you talk about, you know, the movie with Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon, uh, Grumpy Old Ben. That's exactly what happens. You know, you see that, uh, you see that in guys that, that, that happens to become very grumpy. They become You know indecisive. what's interesting? Can I tell you something that just popped into my head? So uh-huh. women, it's known as menopause when we go right. through what's happening and 
and men quickly say, you know, oh, you're going through that. It used to be like, oh, you're having your period. Are you on your menstruation cycle? All that. But for men, we don't say, oh, you've you've your testosterone has declined. <laughs> why are you why are you being such a <laughs> the the challenges and actually I've done a, a couple of interviews actually one of the best ones is with uh, my friend Elizabeth Yurth who's an MD she runs the uh, older longevity institute and we did a, a two part thing on on women's hormone replacement therapy because that's that's something that guys and, and women run into but the, the the difference is is that that uh, menopause mm-hmm. tends to be relatively abrupt you know it it, it happens within a, a few a couple of years or whatever you, know, you start seeing the changes and they tend to be re- relatively abrupt decline in testosterone happens over a long period of time so you accommodate to it just like you would to a bad pair of shoes mm. okay so you never really notice that you're like you know you'll wake up one day and go like you know, you may say, oh, I'm not, I don't have the same energy I did when I was in my 20s or 30s, mm-hmm. but uh, but it, it's it, you accommodate to it because it, it happens over such a long period of time. And so so that's the thing. Uh, the other things very quickly, you know, there's lots of rumors and you, you can go to Mayo Clinic and look at the consensus paper on the safety of testosterone. It helps you with your heart, helps you keep uh, fat off. Uh, I mean, I, my, my family tends to be fat, so it's always a challenge. Helps you keep muscle on, mm-hmm. uh, helps you with your bone density, decisiveness, and as I said, attitude is is probably the the biggest thing. So why is there uh, such controversy about well, men taking yeah. testosterone? Because the medical field, and I, I mean, my disclaimer is, uh, I am not a physician. Consult with the appropriate healthcare professional. Uh, you are responsible for your own shit. So that's kind of my, my medical disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Results will vary too. That's the other one I forgot to mention. So is is that because there, there were a couple of papers that were written uh, a couple of decades ago that it turned out to be very bad science. Mm-hmm. And they've been very, very much disputed and torn apart. And even one of the, well, some of the authors have actually basically rescinded their conclusions on this. But the FDA put you know, some sort of you know, label on this stuff and most physicians practice what I call defensive medicine. They oh, don't say like that again. Sued. What kind of med- defense? Defensive, defensive, defensive yeah. medicine. They, they, they're, they're, they're working not to get sued. Mm. And, and so they, they, it's, you have to find a doctor who is knowledgeable in this space. Now, right now, you know, there's all sorts of these uh, uh, T-mills, you know, all these T-clinics that are out there. And some of them may be good, but I expect a lot of them are just, I mean, there's a cash cows. These are cash cows because none of this is covered by insurance and finding the right doctor to get you through this mm-hmm. is, and, and to not be afraid of the, out of, I'm going I'm to say out of the normal range values for testosterone. So really uh, look at those results and really, you know, identify. Yeah, be skeptical. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think not, it's important. I, I, I've, yeah, I've not been able to verify this, uh, through an actual lab report, but one of my physician friends who uh, is in this space told me that 20 years ago, the high normal was 1500. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and now it's and today you're saying 960. Yes. 960. So, so for those listening and wondering, you know, what's wrong with me. And I laugh because as you said, you know, 
menopause. I, I'm, I've been perimenopause for I can't tell you how long. I'm like, finally, I'm like, come on, what's happening? So I can kind of relate to this whole thing with the testosterone that it's, you know, kind of going over time over time. But do you recommend, and I know this is just a recommendation that every man take testosterone? I think that there's an, uh, uh, I, I'm not every is a big statement, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say that the vast majority of men would benefit from testosterone therapy. Got and it. Uh, I mean, a vast, vast majority. Now, does, um, let me ask you a question though. Does testosterone also help with sexuality and, and sexual encounters, like helping with the whole process of sex? Okay. The testosterone will affect your sex drive. Mm-hmm. But testosterone will not improve erectile dysfunction issues. Mm, that's where okay. I was going with it. So okay. when so, when you think about this, and a lot of women who let's just talk about divorce. I was a divorced woman. I was um, out there in the you know single world for almost uh, seven years. I was surprised at what I noticed and what people I was working with we're noticing about men. And here's the thing, when you get a divorce and all of a sudden you go back out there and you remember what it was like when you were younger and men were younger and all of a sudden you get these men that are like, hmm, they're not, you know, it's not what you remember. And so what you're saying is testosterone will help them feel better, have a bigger libido, but it will not help them maintain an erection. Right, right. And there's and, and there there are lots of very good minimally invasive therapies. And I actually mm-hmm. did the uh, uh I, I actually done a couple of podcasts on this also. There's a at home acoustic wave device. There's uh, all sorts of things that are that are out there to uh, help uh, improve men's erectile dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And uh and then the one that's right, you know, the, the that's the most invasive, but it has the highest success rate. Is a, is a penile uh, implant. How many yeah. men get that? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know because- it, Oh but, my God, uh, but, but that's something we really, you know, we rarely hear about that that is an option for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and so uh, so I think, I think it's, you know, it's out there and uh, I know there's lots of big manufacturers in the medical yeah. device space, including Boston Scientific, which is a huge- uh, a huge uh, component has a yeah. huge decision. Uh, and I wanted, yeah. I had a, a guy that I interviewed on my thing that had a, uh, he, he's working on a patch. He's, he's looking for, for seed for some more money to uh, help premature ejaculation. Mm. And so, uh, so things like that. But is so that a common, kinda, is that a common problem with men in their middle age and beyond? I, I I don't know. I, I he seems to he, he, see, he, he seems to think a, he seems to he, think there is. Yeah, he see, yeah, yeah, he thinks there is. There's a, there's a market, and that's that's probably true to a certain extent. Uh, you know, one of the things I talk about in my uh, one of my modules in, in my coaching program. So uh, how to get laid more frequently without begging. And <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's the answer? Give us the uh, tips no, right no, no. now. Yeah, yeah, you, you have to buy. You have to. You have to buy my program. That that uh, that's 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 like that. That's like. All right. Well, give us one tip on that because you know, especially if you've been in a long-term relationship, and 
you know, if men are not on testosterone, how do you suggest to keep it exciting and spicy? Trying to think of which one I want to give you. I am going to get an answer I, out of you, even if yeah, I you, can't you go are. in and do the module. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so I, I'll, I'll tell you that most guys have gone to taking things for granted. And so, so, so is a woman. It's, it's not, a, it's not a one way. This is not a, uh, because if I'm talking to, to a bunch of women, I'm going to say like, okay, there's two people in this thing. And, uh, you, you know, I, I was, I was interviewed someone once and I said, so, so she was talking about her husband. And I said, I said, I said, I said, so when your husband comes home, what does he say? He asked me how my day went. And I went and I said, well, what's your reply? He goes like, fine. I go like, well, that's a real conversation opener. <laughs> the tonality there was just like, you know, like, yeah, that makes me want to really delve into your day and find out more about what went, what went on. But, I, but I, I'll, I'll give you one thing. It's a, it's a big thing, but if you try to do this without doing all the other stuff in my program, mm-hmm. you're going to screw it up. When was the last time you made your significant other feel like a woman? Mm. <laughs> That's good. And here's what I would challenge men. Understand what it means to make a woman feel like a woman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so, 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 so I, I so I, I think that's a that's a one of the the things that uh, you know we take things for granted. And uh, and I'm I'm gonna give one more thing because nobody's gonna listen. You know, you give people advice and they don't listen. They don't follow it until they pay you a lot of money to do it. You know, and you know that. I mean, being in the, you know until you know you can tell somebody you can give somebody all the information that they need, but until they pay you money for it, they're not going to listen because they, yeah. there's no, there's no, there's no value to I shouldn't yeah. say there's no value to it, but they're, 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 there's no, they have no stake in it mm-hmm. uh, until they, until they pay you the bucks. The, the other thing that I would say is stop saying, I want more sex. Stop who's saying, say, hold on. Who's the saying guy, the guy, that? the guy, the guy, the men usually say that. I want more sex. 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 And and quite frankly, that's a kind of a I think I think for a lot of women. I'm laughing as I'm sitting there. I'm like, who's saying that? Is it the man or the woman as I'm thinking? (laughs) Well, then you know, it may maybe sometimes, you know, a lot of times, you know, I I I don't know because I I I hear it from the other, you know, uh uh, most a lot a lot of guys complaining, you know, that they're not and and what you're saying when you're saying I want more sex is it says like, you know. Let me just use your vagina for a few minutes. And then, uh, you know, when I'm done, I'll give it back to you. It'd be a little used, but you can still mm. have it back. Mm. And it, it, it's it's kind of like, mm, no. Uh, there's a term, I'm, I'm in a group that, that uh, we, we talk a lot about this. And it, 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 it talks about uh, that. And it, it says, you know, sex without a relationship is, is a, a vaginal masturbation. Mm. So do you okay. remember the do you remember the magazine Cosmo Cosmopolitan? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Well, you know, us, is it still us, around? You know, I think it is maybe it's online. I don't even know cuz <laughs> these are not the articles that I'm reading anymore. But I remember that there was one that said um how many times a week is the norm for people to have sex in a healthy relationship. And I really believe that is where the 
you know, we started to put ourselves in, I think the answer was like, you have to be at least doing it two times a week. And so many women started to go to their husband and say, we need to have sex at least twice a week. And, you know, as long as the man was viral enough and viral, viral, viral enough to actually make it happen, he's like, sure, no problem. But what are you seeing as relationships, you know, are we're getting into that next phase from an age perspective and are the expectations that because I, I know women as we age, we have a tendency to want more of it. Men, according to some of the research that I have done, don't want it as often as they used to. But what's really the answer in your mind when you're talking about all the men that you work with? Well, I think, you know, one thing gets, gets back to the whole testosterone thing, because you can't, you can't fake it to a large extent. The, the no, other a thing woman is, can, <laughs> but a man can't, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We remember that, uh, was it when, when Harry met Sally? Oh, yeah. Um, we we, all, yeah, we but, all know that one very well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so uh, I, I think, that, you know, it's kind of interesting that, that you say that because I'm only hearing it from the, uh, I hear it only from guys that, you know, the, their wife is, you know, I'm not interested. I'm too tired. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm getting ready to put, put out a, a LinkedIn post, a survey to, to ask women what that, what, what do they, what does that mean when they say that? So that's really I would funny say, on LinkedIn. That's a good one. Yeah. Then we'll see if it gets, it gets past the, the LinkedIn censors. Yeah, exactly. I've had a few things that have not gotten past the LinkedIn censors. Uh, I bet. So, so that's kind of an interesting phenomenon. Again, it's really about some of the things that you can do to maintain that relationship. Interesting. And again, I said, you know, you know, but you know, it also depends on where you are. You know, in you know, if if you are, you know, kind of like just need a little bit of a nudge to get more, you know, excitement, more fun, or whatever into the relationship, that's one thing. But some some couples have not had sex in years. I know. And, and that breaks it, it, my heart when you hear people yeah. that, you know, have been together and you're just like, there's no, you know, interest. They're not, it, it really, what do you recommend to those people yeah. that come to you to say, Hey, I haven't had sex with my wife in years. Well, I, I think, you know, it all starts with communication. Hmm. I mean, it, it, and it's a, it's a hard conversation. It's a, it's not a, yeah. it's not an easy, it's not a pleasant conversation. But it's, it's a hard conversation, and the hard conversations need to be had. I'm a big fan of Jordan Peterson. He uh, he writes in his book, he talks about, you know, if you don't deal with a problem early or a challenge early, it tends to grow. It grows and grows and it morphs into something much bigger. Maybe you have a lack of a relationship at home, but next thing you know, in, in, in 15 years, you know, there's, there's affairs going on, and, and, and half your shit is gone. Uh, maybe more, uh, depending on which state you live in. And, uh, you know, and, and all of a sudden, you know, that, that that inattention to that problem when it was small and easy to deal with just morphs into something much, much bigger. But the the the, the whole thing is 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 uh, it starts off with communication. I, I read an interesting thing which totally stunned me. And, and you're probably maybe you're familiar with uh, you know who Dan Kennedy is, right? Sure. Yeah, marketing. Okay. Uh, I was I was reading I was reading his book, uh, No BS Marketing to the Affluent. Yeah, and and I did not realize, and he's a great 
person of statistics and you know all you know when he says something he's got data to back it up the vast majority of divorces of couples that have been married for over 20 years are initiated by women hmm. well uh, i know there's I, also there's also a misnomer that men are predominantly there's more people cheating from the man and and these days especially after covid it seems like it's become very much you know both sides both sides are doing yeah. it but how relevant do you think in order now if you physically can't do it that's one thing but i'm talking about relationships that are are sexless i mean how do you what do you recommend to a a man that comes to see you that it's just like there's nothing there. Are you? Do you believe that you can have a solid relationship without that intimacy? I personally do not. I and I, I know that there I think it's that so are, important. That, I, it I, is, I think I think people yeah. will argue that point with me, but I I will say that it's it's not. Mm. I don't think it's 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 highly unlikely. You know, a lot of times we're, we we I want to deal with. Uh, I used to love statistics. I'm not trying to deal with, with stuff that's in the fourth standard deviation, uh, you know, where, where it's like 0.001 percentage right. possibility. I mean, right. you know, it's, it's let's just let's just deal with stuff that actually you know has a good chance of happening. And so, consequently, I, I don't think I don't think it's, it's, it's possible. We as humans, we crave physical intimacy, and it's not just right. sex. You know, physical intimacy is more than just sex. You know, it, it, it's, well, Maslow's um, hierarchy, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? That that mm-hmm. that need for love and that need for connection and that need for—I mean, we were given this incredible, you know, sexual ability, mm-hmm. and you know, I get I get women that come to me and just say, you know, I I'm just I'm going to be celibate the rest of my life, and. With them, I say I ask the question, you know, why? Why would you want that? Let's work on getting you back out there and feeling like, as I said earlier, you want to date you again. Let's start there. But as we're as we're wrapping this up right now, is there is there a something that has happened with a client that you were like, one of those crazy stories? We all as as coaches have crazy stories about people. Uh, do you have any? Do you have any of those like moments where you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is new"? Or can you share one of them? You know, it, it's 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 always interesting how you end up going down a a path, and it's really surprising about where you go and how you end up. And I think the 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 one that kind of there's there's two that comes to mind. One is that uh, rekindling, going through my process. But the process starts actually with you. The most important relationships mm-hmm. you have is with you. And unless that is in order, none of this other stuff works. Okay. If that's in order, totally. you're golden. You're you're on you're 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 on you're on the fast track. But if you have a horrible conversation, and so one of the things that in and this is kind of in general, and this I'm not I'm not answering your question specifically. But one of the biggest questions, one of the biggest things is the, the conversations that we have in our head with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have control of that conversation, and I was, I was there, I mean, I, I was, 
for many years of my life, I was in full victim mode. That's the way I was brought up, you know, and, and nothing was ever my responsibility. Things happened. They were out of my control, blah, blah, blah. You know, my family did that. My, my, my father was really not particularly, he was actually a horrible uh, male role model. Uh, you know, did the whole thing, you know, borrowed money from relatives that never got paid back and mm. all sorts of shit like that. Mm. Um, sent my mother off to work so that he, uh, uh, he didn't work, all that stuff. But the, the conversations that you have with yourself are the most important. And you need, that's the one, that's kind of where, that's one of the first things that I do in my program. The first thing is, is actually identify what you want, why you want it, and then how. And the what, because uh, I know Simon Sinek says, start with why. And I go like, no, bullshit. Start with what? You know, the why comes after the what. You know? The why doesn't come before the what. You are so funny here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yo, I remember. I'd love to be on a stage with yeah. them. No, it's bullshit. Start with what, and the why actually will sometimes clarify whether the what is really something that you want, or is it something that you engage in wishful thinking. Mm. You know, for, for decade, for, for for decade, I talked about wanting to to learn how to yodel because I thought it'd be kind of fun to go to, to Switzerland and yodel. Uh, they have a they have a they have a, they have a, they have a redneck festival, which is lo- the, the 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 elite oh, Swiss. That it's it's a redneck uh where they have a yodeling contest and and boulder throwing and that kind of yeah. shit but uh but i realized that when i was presented with the opportunity to take yodeling lessons i didn't act on it so i didn't want to, i didn't really want didn't it it was want, just wishful but thing. what if but let me ask you what if so you you're saying start with the what and can a man, I know that we say women can fall in love with men over time. They may not be physically attracted to them out of the gates, but they can become physically attracted. Can men do the same with women? Can they, if they don't find the woman attractive initially, and we're talking sex still, are they able to have sex with a woman that they don't find attractive? Uh. <laughs> Yeah. Well, there is. We're, gonna, there, we're ending is, on this there, question, there, so you better there, you better there, answer there, it really well. Well, the, well, the obvious answer is alcohol. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that you actually, as a man, if you're not physically attracted, there is. I mean, I guess now with drugs, you could potentially have that happen with a little alcohol and the scotch included. But right. um, but. but you know, Hillary. I mean, I, I don't. It, it's a little bit about this whole libido thing too, mm. which is which has maybe nothing to do with the with the actual woman in the relationship. It has to do, you know, and, and guy. I mean, I, I use this line all the time. You know, oh, it's not you, it's me. Uh, and I actually thought that that was true, but it was in reality actually it was me. But I was lying. I was lying when I was saying that. You know, guys do that all the time. Uh, which brings me to rule number three. Uh, I have rules of life. Uh, rule number three is all boys lie. The more they want something, the better they lie. And uh, for, if you have girls, the first lie a girl will hear is, I'll love you forever. Uh, mm-hmm. as, they're trying, as they're trying to get your their hand down your pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Orris, unfortunately, we have to end it on that note. And I want to say. Hillary, uh, Hillary I'm, can I say just one more thing? Yeah. I want to I circle back to this because it's just really important uh, when we're talking about testosterone. What's happening also is that there is a crisis in testosterone in young men. 
Hmm. Uh, there are men showing up, young men in their mid and early 20s mm-hmm. in doctor's clinics with numbers of 300. No way. Why do you think yeah, that is? Yeah. Call it, it's called endocrine disrupting compounds. And maybe we can talk about that at, at some point in the future. But it's, it's a real issue. And I believe that it's, it's playing out in so many different ways, hmm. uh, especially a lot of women are saying, like, where are the men? So it basically has to do with testicles not developing uh, properly. And so there, uh, it's not just testosterone, but it's also uh, a sperm. Oh, that is, that breaks my heart. And if anyone is listening, I think this is super important to uh, make sure that our kids hear this message and go and get help because it's not normal. And there are things that you can do. Well, as we are wrapping, how can how can people get in touch with you, hear more, and get into the world of Dr. Orist? Okay. The first thing is you need to subscribe to my free digital magazine. And you get that by going to the standard.academy forward slash magazine. And uh, it's uh, articles on uh, several people that I've interviewed. Uh, they wrote articles. They were kind enough to write articles. One of the articles, one of the featured articles, is a uh, one secret place to touch a woman, mm-hmm. and and the secret place is not her clitoris because that's not a secret place. You know, everybody knows that. <laughs> 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 and and uh, the other thing is listen to me in my podcast. Old guy talks to me, uh, and you can find me on at the standard dot academy. And uh, if you want, you can get on a short uh, discovery call with me, and uh, we can find out whether. Well, whether I can help you or you're just, well, you're just a lost cause. I'll tell, <laughs> we, I'll, I'll tell you that too. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to make sure that we have all of this in the show notes. And as we wrap up, I just want to say thank you so much for being here, for giving us some of this wisdom that you have acquired over the years working with men. And for all of those listening, if you have found this to be something that you're really resonating with these conversations, please make sure that you go over and give us a five-star review. It would mean the world to me. And also share this, share the relaunch podcast with others that you know it could help out with in their own relaunches. And so until next time, make sure that you are living now, loving now, and relaunching now. Take care until next time, everyone. Bye-bye. You've just heard another episode of the Relaunch Podcast. If something shared in this episode resonated with you, please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review. And share this episode with others to inspire them to take the small steps that lead to a life full of purpose and possibility. And remember, you can have immediate access to the show notes and any giveaways at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next week, now is your time to relaunch your transition into a transformation.